Hello and welcome to the Cornerstone Counseling Podcast. I am Nathan. And I am Chris. Good afternoon, good Nathan. Afternoon, good afternoon, yeah. Um, of course, good morning to those people listening to this in the morning. Good night to yes. people listening at night. Because it's podcast, not live radio. Yes, really, yeah. <laughs> this is very true. So today we thought um, it's a Friday afternoon. We're kind of sat in a window between clients, start thinking about what might be going on at the weekend. And we thought, let's have a podcast about self-care. What should we, what do we do to look after ourselves as individuals? Nathan. <laughs> um he always throws over to me and just just handing the baton over it's, thanks um so what do we do for self-care well i think we're often often human beings are quite bad at self-care mm-hmm. we're not brilliant at it um i think most people are better at giving to other people than they are to themselves yeah definitely i think we're I think sometimes we're, we're, we're also very good at, at, at thinking we're doing self-care when actually we're not 100%. self-caring. Yep. Um, so what would, be, what would be your definition of self-care? Thanks. Um, <laughs> my definition of self-care would be not answering questions I don't want to answer in podcasts. <laughs> I think my definition of self-care is doing things that kind of recharge me. Okay. I think there's something about that word recreation. So recreational activity, you know, what it might mean to recreate ourselves, to be back in that space where we're okay to either continue with the rest of our week or to start the the next week. So, Mm. you know, self-care for me is about family time over the weekend and and that kind of thing. I think it's kind of really important. But I'm always struck with that um, kind of phrase, I guess, that we're, we're human beings and not human doings. Yeah. And we spend so much time doing where where is our being time where we just kind of sit and be present and recharge whether that's reading a book you know watch a film if that's the kind of thing you know doing nothing doing nothing just, doing nothing just sitting in a room and, and just using your ears to listen mm. yeah do you do that I, I try i try to i i, I find it, it so, sometimes like with sessions yeah <laughs> sometimes when i'm sat opposite a client i will <laughs> try and listen and pay attention um i think I try, yeah, I try and do it every so often. Like, I'm trying to do it more because mm. um, I do find it's, it's actually really calming. Like, it's so easy to, again, get the fo- reach, reach for the phone, mm. check Facebook, check Instagram, look on the internet. Well, what's the news? All oh, this, thing. and you dive into the, the bottom layer of the internet and you get lost. We're actually just sat in a room, just being quiet and just being for like five minutes. Actually, I, I find I slow down. Yeah, and that's the key bit, isn't it? It's we stop, we stop revving. Mm. and we, we, we slow down and find our, our natural rhythm because we all operate on a rhythm. Yeah. You know, I remember doing lots of work through training to be a therapist about what it means to, to understand your, your life's rhythm and quite possibly a lot of the doing that we do takes us away from our natural rhythm. So we need to find mm. self-care to align us again with the, yeah. the natural rhythm of our own lives. There was a, a report that came out the other day that I remember reading and I can't remember where I read it, I remember reading it, um, that said that- On the internet during one of your quiet times. It, yeah, it probably was in the, I was on Facebook. Uh, it was- I'm done with YouTube videos of cats. <laughs> <laughs> now Facebook. Yeah. I'm gonna do, actually, I'm gonna get two phones, I can do both at the same time. Mm. Um, Multitasking, yeah. Mm. Um, and it was all about how the speed of modern life is too quick for us. Yeah. Thing, things are getting faster and faster and faster and we're struggling to keep up. Um, and things like, I suppose, phone addiction, mm-hmm. You know, it's not. It's it's very rare. 
now to see somebody waiting in a queue who's just waiting, who hasn't got their phone out. Yeah. Or um, I was speaking to, to someone the other day and, and they were saying how they, they'll go to a, like a, a, they'll take their child to an event, like a, I don't know, like a class or something after school. And all the parents are sat there on their phones, ignoring their children, scrolling through. And he's like, it's not a bad thing. It's just, it's just something I've noticed. It's, it's become so normal. Mm -hmm. And this isn't to, to kind of like, people, obviously there are phones that have, you know, phone, I, I find the internet and phones and technology really useful because actually it's connectivity and that those people could be doing something really important. But it's the, it's the kind of wasting time on the internet, missing life kind M of moment. Missing life is, is it. And so, yeah, phones have a purpose. Mm, and definitely. I guess we've elevated the purpose to something greater than it can healthily be. Yeah, perhaps. I mean, I, I often think about um, how this all sort of, sort of plays into our patience, um, as in levels of patience that, that, that we have. So I, I have a young daughter and she watches TV programs. And I remember when I was her age, if I watched my favorite TV program, I had to wait one week before yep. I could watch that program again. Yeah. Yeah, but now, you know, with thanks to Netflix or box sets or whatever, you can watch one and then straight away you can go and watch another mm. one. Or and you can watch one that was on four weeks ago or whatever it might be. Yeah. You've just got that constant availability. So people don't... I, I, it's kind of a strongly held belief of mine, purely because I have a young child, that we are losing the ability to be patient. And I think patience is a significant part of our self-care. Absolutely, yeah. It's, patience helps us to slow down. Yeah, because sometimes we just have to wait for stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's great being having things on demand. Mm. I love that. I love. I'm massive. I'm a massive fan of the internet. I love it. Um, but it, I think, it does mean that our attention spans get shorter. Our, our the fact that I, I can get that now. Mm -hmm. I need that now. Yep. Um, you know, we get used to that certain level of queen. The fact that I can order something from Argos and it arrives the same day, yeah, I still blows find my that mind. Quite scary, yeah. it blows my mind. Um, uh, you know, for for those people who don't live in the country where we live, um, you have to wait a long time for things to arrive at your house. <laughs> yeah, there's no drones around here. There are there are on. no drones yeah. now, unfortunately not. Um, Other retail outlets are, of course, available. Yes, <laughs> I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think patience is something that's great, and it's. I think some. It's. I suppose it goes back to to being able to practice certain skills. Mm -hmm. So, sometimes practicing patience is a really good thing. So, you know, f go into the supermarket, find the biggest queue, stand at the back, and just wait. Don't get your phone out. Just just be in that queue and wait. And it, what it's going to cost you? What five minutes? Less, probably, yep. probably yep. even less. You yep. know, because my my concept of time is pretty bad. You know. I'll, I'll sit there and go. Oh, it's been hours. It's been oh, ten minutes. Okay, uh, you know, <laughs> I think we're all quite we're all quite especially anyway. I can get into the psychology of supermarkets, and I'm not going to. Um, so, kind of things like that are really useful, and, and you can you know you can practice. So you can practice these skills. You can practice your self scare, self care, not self scare, <laughs> self care skills. Slip. Yeah. Um, what if you don't feel you deserve it? Oh, so now that that's that's a much diff more difficult thing, isn't it? It is. Yeah, because. It, it's something that always interests me working with clients who um, feel through their levels of self-esteem, mm. um, sometimes it can be too high, so they're full of self-importance and don't have time to self-care, and sometimes it can be so low they just don't think they deserve mm -hmm. 
you know, lavishing a bit of self-love and taking care of themselves yeah. in that way. I always find it a fascinating concept because I'm sure I was in that place myself once upon a time of not having appropriate boundaries in place for myself and taking time out. And I don't believe I could do this job as a therapist without taking effective self-care. No. I need to be able to look after myself. I need to know and trust in myself that I can look after myself. Yeah. And I think that's that's a good point, actually, because to, to be a successful therapist, we have to have a structure around us of self-care. Yeah. And so, you know, my own boundaries around self-care, uh, my family's boundaries around how they look after me, my supervisor's boundaries about how she makes sure that I'm looking after myself, my colleagues, yeah. you know, so we have to have that. So for, for so, and I think that's a good practice to get into for everybody, to have a structure of self-care, people around us who will help us yes. point us in that right direction. But also that has to come internally from me to begin with, because if I've got someone who's giving, who's trying to support me and give me self-care and I'm sat there going, I don't deserve this, mm-hmm. it's, it's just gonna bounce off. Well, we end up possibly rebelling against mm. it. So I don't deserve it, and it's being presented to me on a plate. So I'm going to sabotage it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, I'm going to ruin this moment, ruin this time. And it's actually it's, it's interesting because I've not I noticed in myself a long time ago that I would crave the weekends because the weeks would be so the work week would be so busy. Mm-hmm. Have very little time with my wife, and we'd get to the weekend, and like my hurry up driver would be there in full force. It's like right, come on, got to go out, got to go and do something, and I'm just creating this tension at home yeah. in the house. And like to the extent I can remember quite often on Saturday mornings being stood by the front door, almost looking at my watch, and I'm there with my shoes on and my coat on and ready to go, and other people are running around the house getting like, come on, come on, we've got to go and relax. <laughs> and it's not benefiting anybody, is it, at no, that point? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but that would have come from somewhere in me feeling under pressure mm. to have self-care because I wasn't allowing enough time during the week. Also have There's two interesting points I think have just popped into my brain. First off, what if someone's not aware that they have low self-esteem? Because mm-hmm. that's a thing. But also the oh, the second one just disappeared. We'll come back to it later. That's really helpful. You'll wake up at four o'clock in the middle of the night and just go gooseberries or whatever. That's <laughs> really annoyed me because actually the, the the kind of the, the not being aware was the one that I was kind of wanting. I was thinking about wanting to focus on the other one popped into my brain when you're talking. Um, oh, that was it. So things like. Um, those those moments where we kind of feel like we have to have this day has to be fun. So <coughs> yes. Christmas, Christmas Day has to be fun. Has to be fun. Sunday, Wed- day of rest. Yeah, weddings. Yeah, I have to enjoy myself. If something goes wrong, mm. the whole day ruined. Yep. So it's you know we can put pressure on ourselves to to have self care as well, and this must go perfectly, otherwise it's not good. Mm. And that's another way of kind of sabotaging that moment for ourselves, I suppose. Yeah, and it's interesting, that isn't it? So we've got to be aware of our narrative. Mm-hmm. We have to be aware of the scripts and all the family stuff that's been kind of poured in on top of us o- over time. Yeah. We, we're we going to go to Uncle Bob's. We always enjoy it when we go to Uncle Bob's. Well, you know, maybe not. Maybe I don't want to go and, and all that sort of stuff. But I think self-care in, in, in this kind of instance is it's it's kind of important because so much self-care can happen through it being unplanned, mm. but also you can plan to have self-care. Yeah, totally. So, that wasn't that phrase. Set aside some time. <laughs> yeah. Set aside some time to do nothing. Great, brilliant. Set aside some time to read a book. Set aside some time to go for a walk. Set aside some time to like do decorating, something. You yeah. know. Actually, I find that a lot of instances of self-care recently for me have been about furthering or enhancing attachment. 
-hmm. So decorating being an example, we, we, we decorated our holsters and landing recently, um, made the house feel a little bit more like home than it had done beforehand. Yeah. That's self-care. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, your environment. You're making your environment a better place to be in so you're more comfortable and happy when you're at home. Yes. And th think Maslow, I guess, in that mm, respect, isn't yeah. it? We're looking at Maslow's hierarchy of needs and what can I do to, to soothe elements of needs yeah. that I might have in the world at the moment. Yeah. So what happens then when you need to self-care but you don't have those needs met or you need to self-care but something's gone wrong? So I'm just throwing, throwing yeah. throw a spanner in the works into self-care. Well, I, I think that's multifaceted because I think everybody needs to self-care but not necessarily everybody's aware they do. Mm -hmm. So we, I think we can carry on with an unconscious unawareness <laughs> that yeah. kind of sits there. We've got no idea we need to do it. Um, I think if we know we need it and we're not able to get to it, I think I would argue that's probably stress-inducing. I think that's how I would experience it anyway. Yeah. Maybe not the same for everybody. Um, but if I know that I need to switch off and relax and either I can't get to it, um, well, yeah, I, I can't get to it because of external factors or even maybe internal factors. I'm not allowing myself, not giving myself that permission. I think that's what it boils down to. It's about permission that sometimes we need to know to say no. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Life is busy right now. I can't take on that extra thing. So I'm going to have to say no. And when I say no, I'm not going to feel guilty for saying no. Yeah. I'm going to follow yeah. through. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's taking that self-care in that moment that I can't take self-care, but I'm still taking self-care. It's, it, it's almost an attitude thing, isn't it? A, yeah. a, a choice. Yes. It's, you know, I can't do what I want to do, and that's caused me stress, so I now need to self-care this stress. Mm -hmm. so, I should do, I, so I need to take a step back again, do that, and then maybe later I can rearrange these, 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 these things. Um, I think, yeah, I think right, self-care is very much a choice. It's, it takes me back to, um, oh, the guy I can never remember the name of. He was in the um, concentration camps and, uh, yeah, we're both making the same face. Yeah. Um, and he, he basically was, so for the people at home probably know who I'm talking about and I'm teaching them to suck eggs now, but he was in the concentration camps and um, he couldn't, Basically, his, his, his choice whether he lived or died was taken out of his hands. Um, so he's like, well, I can't choose this, but I can choose to be okay with the situation I'm in. Um, and he wrote a book about it. It was amazing. Uh, but yeah, he, you know, it, that choice, that power of choice, the power to be able to go, I can't do what I want, but I'm going to have to be, I just going to maybe have to choose something else. Yes. But it's still my choice. And uh, so within that, that then becomes sort of active self-care. Hmm. I think, oh, I remember years ago when we lived in London, there was a, a friend of ours who uh, lived in the centre of London but commuted out to Surrey for work. Made him very busy, yeah. um, got caught up in, in work, would often get back home late and whatever, and most often would arrive at the weekend feeling quite stressed and anxious about stuff. Um, but I remember just one day he kind of said, I've just, I've just chosen to let it go. You know, I'm, rather than going through the week and feeling surprised at the stress and anxiety that builds up over the fact that I've got a 40 mile commute from the centre of London outwards for work. I'm just going to yeah. accept the fact that that is part of my life and build my boundaries around that rather than build my boundaries and then have that outside attacking it every week. Trying to find that way to make sure that I'm self-caring by assessing my boundaries, knowing what my limitations are, knowing what's expected of me and where I place those walls. Mm. 
Yeah, that's good. <laughs> well, there's nothing else to add to that, really. No. It's kind of it's like, yeah, you've done. Right. Yeah. That's counselling finished and done with then. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> counselling completed it, mate. <laughs> so when does self-care look like self-care but is not self-care? <clears throat> all the time? Yeah. Quite possibly, all the time. Oh, yeah, well, I reward myself by having a takeaway and a couple of bottles of wine at the end of the week. Yeah, sit on the sofa with a tub of ice cream on yeah. a Friday night. Absolutely, every Friday night. That's what we do. That's our routine. You know, that, that type of yeah. thing. Um, there's elements of that that probably are self-care because you probably recreate some sort of internal chemical response that tells you, oh, the permission's here now to, to switch mm. off and relax. But if you're, if you're drinking to celebrate or drinking to commiserate, then there's always the next morning when you're, you're not going to feel yeah. 100% as a consequence and so do you think I suppose there are there are elements there of, of I suppose drink, drinking and alcohol is one of those classic ones that we come across quite a lot it's there's an element there of it being used as a kind of substitute for something mm -hmm. for it can so, sit on the surface of going oh, oh I need a glass of wine after I finish work um, and that can be seen as self-care and, and it's it, in the UK drinking is quite worldly, widely accepted as being absolutely fine no problem with it whatsoever um Definitely. Uh, and then I think, you know, is that then like basically, are we medicating a pain and calling it self-care? Yeah, I, th I think that's quite astute. I, I think that's, that's what we do. Um, it's like you used to watch programs, maybe filmed in the late 70s or 80s, and the, the dad, because he's always the dad, wasn't it, would, would, would come home from work, you know, and go <laughs> to the drinks cabinet and, and pour a brandy or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of, this is my invitation to start the evening now. I'm going to use this drink as, as like the, the catalytic moment to get from this mm. phase into this phase. And I've, I've never seen the appeal of walking in the front door and jumping straight to drink something alcoholic. And I must have been my way of separating work from home had always been music. So I'd drive home from work with the radio stupidly loud yeah. and, and, and play music. And that was my way of kind of going through that transition. But drinks are a fascinating one because I think we can get lulled into a false sense of security. You know, we do drink to celebrate. Uh, we also drink mm -hmm. to commiserate. Yeah. And we also drink because it's Wednesday. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the drink actually, it's, it's, it's very clever because... Yay, drinks all about celebration. Yay, drinks all about commiseration. Yay, drinks every day. Drink, 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 drink. I'm self-caring. I'm having a good time. It's all fun. Yeah. I, I'm now dependent. Mm -hmm. This is no longer self-caring. It's a necessity. Yeah. Um, this is abuse. You know, I'm abusing my body by doing mm -hmm. this. What, what happens next? So we, some, we, we probably need to detach the purpose from what we do. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Mm -hmm. So um, yay, it's Friday doesn't have to mean yeah it's Friday um, let's have a glass of wine yeah and I suppose as you're talking about this I'm thinking like maybe we're just like picking on drinking because it's easy to pick on drink because it's an easy one but anything can become a a, a habit an mm -hmm. addiction coffee chocolate yep the internet yep computer gaming sex yep you know, relationships all this sort of stuff and it becomes rather than being self-care it becomes I need that thing because it fulfills a need. Yeah. But actually, what is that need and what's underneath that need? And why is that need, why do you need to, why, <laughs> gonna start that sentence again. Why do I need to fulfill that need by drinking out lots of alcohol? Yeah. Like what, what's, what, what's the hole? Yeah, what's the hole and why am I filling it with alcohol? Mm. You know, is it, is it a distraction? And lots of these things often are. 
Um, yeah, they tend to be distractions or avoidance. Yeah, and so that I suppose that leads us back to a form of self care is therapy. Nicely done, sir. I know exactly. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, you know, it is about sometimes self care is painful. It's really hard. Mm. You know, if I've got a splinter in my finger and it's going septic, I know I've got to, like, I was going to say dig it out, but you know what I mean? I've got to, I've got to get it out and it's going to hurt. Yeah. It's going to be painful to get that out, but it's going to, it, ultimately at the end of it, the, the infection is going to go because it will heal up. That's it. I, I use a very similar example. I talk, I talk to people uh, when they come in for therapy um, around the idea that actually therapy is a bit like irrigating a wound. It's going to sting when you irrigate a mm. wound, but you, you are doing the irrigation <laughs> because you want it to heal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Never wound anywhere, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know what you mean. But yeah, it's um, it's it, you know, sometimes we've got to go through that painful stuff. Yeah. Because it's good for us. And it's interesting when you watch that with clients, where they'll sit there and be like, "Wow, this this has been intense. This session, it's been a hard session, but I feel better for it." Mm. Yeah. That is self care. Mm. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, some of us have. Say some of us, some people are fortunate enough to be able to replicate that with mates down the pub or mm -hmm. a drink again, haha. Um, but or with family members, yeah, exactly, or partners, they can replicate that type of yeah. Let's check out one another. Mm. Let's let's go on a bit of like mutual self care, I guess, in in, in that kind of yeah. respect, uh, which is good. But therapy is kind of a little bit magical, almost in that sort of space, because it provides that objectivity. You know, the person that you're sat opposite isn't emotionally invested in your situation or your context. Mm. They're professionally invested in you. Yeah. And also, they're hopefully qualified. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. If you're sitting across from like, like an actual therapist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that there, there is a big difference between sitting down with a therapist and paying someone to, to, to give you therapy than with a family member, and they can—they—they're equally valid. Yeah, yeah. For different, and but you get different benefits from different ones. We've got know? a video, I think, on our website that talks about this a little bit, haven't we? Yeah, I think so. Probably. Yeah. The the the, the pros and cons of therapy versus talking to a mate, mm. or whatever. Um, yeah, it is different because otherwise therapy wouldn't exist. Yeah. One thing I often get, kind of, I've heard a lot from a lot of different people from all spectrum, not just my clients, but other people, um, kind of when. Sometimes a client gets to a particular point where they're like, I can't believe I've got to pay someone to do this. It's like, okay, hold on a second there. Because it's different. Because mm -hmm. this is not just, this is an investment in you. You're, yeah. you're giving me, yes, you're giving me money, but this money's going back into you yeah. to be invested. You know, so it's actually, it's, it's making that commitment to go, I am worth something, that is why I'm coming here. Yes. Yeah, so it comes back to self-esteem. Mm. And so some people might not think enough of themselves to even embark on a therapy journey. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's difficult. It's mm. really hard. It's, if you're in that place where you don't have the self-esteem or the self-worth, it's really hard to take that first step. Because yeah. why, why should I bother? I'm not important. No. That's it. It's um, self-care. Self I, I always find is a fascinating topic because actually when life gets busy it's one of the first things to fall by the wayside and i've got to be careful i guess when i'm saying that because i can only really speak from the eye i can i, mm -hmm. I can only own that myself i can't yep. own that on behalf of everybody but i i do get that <clears throat> excuse me that perception with with clients that well 
like a nice to busy. I'll, I'll, I'll get around to that. You know, I'm a mum or you know, I'm a dad, so I put my kids first. And it can be hard sometimes. It can be hard even to say the words that sometimes it's okay to put yourself first above your kids yeah. because in doing that, you become a better version of yourself. So you become a better parent for your kids. Yeah. So it benefits your kids. But if you're caught in that trap, and I think this is what it is, because it's all unconscious, isn't it? We're caught in a trap, and it's going round and round and round and round and round, and we want to get off, but we don't know that we're on it. Yeah, yeah. So very it's not until so. we get off it and go, that's what I was doing. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and then work through it, and then, okay. So let's get back in. Let's, let's saddle up, and off we go again. But now that you're aware of all this stuff, doesn't it feel nice that you're in that little bit more control? Mm. We're still going to the same place. We're still doing all the same things, but you've got control of the direction, the pace. Yeah. That for me is puristic self-control. Mm. Yeah. 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 Mm. Okay. Well, we probably yeah we've definitely chatted for long enough now. <laughs> Love it. This becomes like a boxing thing. Have we met the magic time? Ding. <laughs> <laughs> Phew. This is a worthy podcast. It's a worthy podcast. Um, yeah. So, um, Chris, you probably should do the signing off stuff because I'm rubbish at remembering what the web pages and stuff. But that's fine. Yeah. So Nathan, fan of the internet, um, doesn't necessarily know our own web address, but nope. we, <laughs> we are at cornerstonesw.co.uk, or you can even reach us by um, Facebook. Uh, Facebook. Yeah. Instagram. Instagram. Ooh. We're on the twitters. We're on the twitters. Um, soon we're going to release. Um, a high five, uh, uh, what's the Chinese one called? Weibo. I have no idea what you're talking yeah, about. We're going to go multi-franchise, multi-level okay. social networks all around the world. If you've got an intranet in your workplace, you'll find us there soon. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask me how, but we're going to get there. Going to infiltrate. Yeah. So we, we are two therapists based in Somerset, in Wellington in Somerset. Um, we offer a free initial session for all of our clients. Uh, we, we love to come alongside people and work with them in their therapy journey. So if you're struggling and you would like some support, then you know we are here. Yeah, please feel free to make contact. Obviously, you know some people, I, I noticed Nathan, we have um, listeners from a, as far away as the United States of America. Yeah. So they probably won't pop into therapy, no. um, but yeah, see, seek out someone. Yeah. Hello, the other side of the world. Yeah. What's it like over there? Don't answer that. Didn't we have some people from New Zealand as well? We might have done. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Italy being. Spain as well. Spain. Yeah. Yeah. But it gets us very excited when people from different countries listen to our podcast. As you can tell. Yeah. Yeah. It's really exciting. No one from Wellington or Somerset. No, no one from podcast. Somerset no, at all. No. No, they hate us. But <laughs> Blacklisted in the time. <laughs> But yes, no, we're, 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 we're very happy for everybody who listens to this podcast. It makes us very excited. And um, just yeah, remember to, to leave, leave reviews on, on iTunes if you can. That'd be awesome. Only five-star reviews. I, I believe iTunes only accepts five-star reviews, don't they? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And um, then comments about how awesome we are. That would be, that'd be very much appreciated as well. Perfect. Yeah. I'm giving people full autonomy to do what they want. That's yeah, great. yeah, exactly. That's um, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> But we'll be back next month. It's therapies like that, by the way. I'm just out of Yeah, that. yeah, <laughs> That's how it works. Um, yeah, so we'll be back next month because we're, we're now like on a strict, regular sort of 
ticking clock timetable thing. Yeah, so the way this works, we're going to be like in, in the mid June, we're going to be going, Happy Christmas with our schedule the way Pretty much, yeah. Here. Yeah, okay. it's, it's going to be weird. <laughs> Sitting here in baking hot sun going, Oh, isn't it chilly? Chestnuts <laughs> <laughs> roasting on an open fire. Yeah, yeah that'd be great. Um, cool, so have, have a lovely life and a lovely time. <laughs> and remember self care. Yeah, remember self care. And um, we'll see you soon. Um, we won't see you soon. You'll, you'll, we'll, we'll be in your ears again at some point. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.